now I have a red, I have a red rider BB gun that I'm going to, mm. I don't know exactly how powerful it is, but like, man, I'm, I'm hitting stuff pretty far away with it. Shoot yourself in the foot and see what it does. Okay. I don't think it'll, it won't break the skin. You don't think what? Uh, I'm not going to test it. Test it on some of the neighborhood kids. I guess there's some kids next door. <laughs> Probably not a good idea. Just feel compelled to tell you don't shoot children with a BB gun or any firearm. I guess it's not a firearm. It's just a. Yeah, it's a, it's an air arm. There's no fire involved. Right. In that case, go for it. Right. If you, do you got a blow gun? Use one of the, shoot them with one of those too. I always wanted to get a blow gun. Y'all ever know one of those kids that would like move the BB around that was under their skin? I feel like I knew two or three kids that could do that. Or a piece of pencil lead. Probably a calcium deposit. And probably malnourished. Is that a thing? Yeah, you get these little weird... I've got one. Is it from malnourishment? Uh, on my case, yes. I was uh, <laughs> I was abandoned as a child. And I grew up on the streets. Right. You got uh, rickets? Is that what that is? Well, I mean, I think that's why the, vet, the, the raccoons seek me out as their master is probably what's happening. So you think the raccoon was was playing fealty to the raccoon king, which is you. I'm, I feel like I'm looking more and more like I could be somebody known as the raccoon king. <laughs> I do like the raccoons, but if I capture a raccoon, you want to hurt it? I, no, oh, absolutely, I don't want to hurt it. But I also don't want to fucking waste a raccoon on just taking it out there. I mean, who? The first fucking barista <laughs> that does me wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Are you gonna just be like, "Here's your tip"? There's the old, the old thing of like the jackass guys would like throw a, they'd buy a coke and then throw it back through the window and say "fire in the hole." But what if I threw, did the same thing at like a drive-through, but shout "raccoon in the hole" and just throw a raccoon? <laughs> what about your local Fox affiliate? You know? Yeah, there's a Fox affiliate, and go like, "raccoon beats Fox." <laughs> yeah, it's not a, it's not a statement against their content. Yeah. It's the fact that their mascot could it be. It would get spun into that by the right. people at Fox. The Democrats, mm-hmm. they love the raccoons. Want them around. Want them to live in their houses. <laughs> <laughs> Want to dress them up in a little top hat and a little suit and give them jobs. Give them welfare. And give them jobs. I don't think that's okay. I don't want my family around a raccoon. I don't want my mother to get rabies. <laughs> AOC. Loves the raccoons. She has four of them as a pet. Ilhan Omar was seen with a possum last week. She says they don't have rabies. They certainly look like they do. They look like rabbit animals. Don't don't things that look... Oh, I can't even do it. I'm mad at it. I'm mad at it. I hate his fucking stupid face and his stupid voice so goddamn much. He's such a fucking turd. I think he would count that as a success. That's his bit. Yeah, I know. I know. See, he wins. That's the yeah. thing is you just, you, you, uh, God, I was just, ba- I, you know, I, it's such a weird thing when you're like, I know that all my success comes from people hating me. And that's, <laughs> and that's where I fail is because I want, I bring exclusively delight to people. Everybody <laughs> fucking loves me. That's why I'm not uh, successful. Uh, I exclusively bring delight. So I don't have bring people hating me. So that's why I'm fucking stuck in this middle class rung of entertainment, sucking it up on a fucking mediocre podcast. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. There it is. Damn. I would say the people of Alaska and Oklahoma, I think maybe Greece, the UK, UK, maybe the the former, possibly the Italians, the freedom loving people of Taiwan and Hong Kong don't like you very much. <laughs> Although you do have communist China in your back pocket. So there's that. Do raccoons <laughs> live in China? <laughs> I never heard of them living in China. Those, those red raccoons, right? Red pandas. Aren't yeah. red pandas really just off color raccoons? <laughs> do they want to get in your trash? Do they want to steal American trash? Man, I bet that guy's Porn history is just depraved. I want you to step on my balls. <laughs> Smash them real good. Grind them up like a cigarette that you just can't get the burning ember to stop. <laughs> then if you want, you can take a shit on me. 
<laughs> Tell me I'm a dirty boy. Tell me I put my bow tie on wrong. You almost sound like John Stossel. I always thought it'd be funny if John Stossel, because Tucker Carlson would do this and has some clout, but John Stossel's so like mediocre. If he would like ever get mad at wrestling, like, do you know who I am? I'm John <laughs> fucking Stossel. <laughs> You've just been Stossled. <laughs> What's the deal? I thought what's the deal was Mickey Rooney. Now, Andy Rooney. No, I think you mean Mickey. The lovely Miss Judy Garland. (laughs) (laughs) Let's let's talk about that some more. (laughs) We've talked about that guy, right? Andy or Mickey? I think we we talked about him last week. Hey, everybody. This is Mark Ryan, the producer and editor of INS. Yes. Yes. In fact, they did. They talked about Andy Rooney and Mickey Rooney for about 10 minutes the last episode. I cut it out to spare you all that. And now they're doing it again. I have to listen through this, but not you don't have to. So we're going to move on to the next section. Here we go. You think that the T-1000 in the Terminator movies, like there was, you think there was like a scene that we never saw where he was just seeing how big he could make his metal dick (laughs) that they just cut off? I mean, probably. (laughs) I mean, they are evil robots, you know, they're not good. They're not good characters. So you're saying good robots wouldn't see how, how big they can make their dick. Good robots are very humble and they, they, they don't have any type of agenda like that right <laughs> I, I think if you're an evil robot or any kind of robot and you have that power you you do it just once like you're like okay and then once you've done it once eh, okay you know 24 feet or yeah <laughs> just see how long you can go yeah and then you you've kind of done it at that point yeah like i don't see i don't see uh the robot from short circuit engaging in that kind of behavior at all <laughs> No. I don't think he had gen- Johnny Five. I don't believe Johnny Five had genitals. Did you look? Did you look? I, How close? Are you, are you a perv? Uh, Did you uh, look? Yeah. Well, I was, I was a teenager, so probably. Welcome to INS, the International News Service. Your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. Well, yeah, I do. I would like to hear about the news. I'm excited. I'm. I, I think that we're probably on the cusp of uh, some real new information that's probably going to change a lot of things. Well, welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with I am Brian Camp, and I am Mike Weeby. And then over in what we like to call the crow's nest, high above the Colorado Rockies, it's. The all-seeing eye, the seer, the oracle. It's Mark Ryan. Hey guys, first-time caller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Tell us, tell us about. Let's talk about remote viewing for a while. <laughs> oh, oh. Now that shit is real, man. I sure miss Art Bell. That was some. That was the good old days. Yeah. You know, driving around in the AM. Listening to Art Bell, getting you through the night, a fucking nose full of speed, (laughs) a loaded 45 on the passenger seat next to you, just fucking wishing, wishing a cop would try and pull you over. (laughs) No shoes on, mouth full of skull, nothing to live for, but no reason to die either. Letting the cards flow. How the cards are going to flow. It's the first time the cards ever flowed before. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I don't, but. But now I feel like the International News Service is here to kind of, I, I feel like we're really taking the place right. of where Art Bell left off. Yes. Oh, that's a bold statement. Other people will say George Norrie is taking that place, but no, it's us. We what are about, the bequeathed. What about Wesley Strieber? Is he? 
that his name? Whitley. Whitley. <laughs> Whitley. Jesus Christ. How like on I, a different oh world. Oh my God. No. God you, no damn it, Brian. No one's named Whitley. It's Wesley. You what guys about are Whitley on a no, different world. No, soft. Like no, Whitley is exactly the name of a soft man who would get <laughs> claimed to get abducted and wrote exclusively fiction, and then claimed to get abducted in a in a poorly written book, but with a really really great cover. Um, that man's whole career is due to that artist's amazing, scary as fuck oil painting of a gray alien with a Mona Lisa smile. Hold on. I mean, there's no, there's never been a better spookier uh, drawing or painting or whatever, like artwork of the gray alien. And uh, I, I have a story about this because uh, I don't know, like early nineties, like just after high school, Mike comes over to my house one time with a book of people who read communion by Whitley Stryber. And then Wrote their own like alien abduction story, and Mike goes, "Yeah, I got I stole this book from Borders, and it's terrible." And he made me take it back. So <laughs> I have no recollection of this. It, was it, it like sounds a, like, like me. The dollar books that on the tables outside. <laughs> And you were just like, oh, this sounds good. And you took it, like, that day you took it and read part of it. And you were telling me, like, I, I mean, I'm only taking a couple psychology classes, but I, I'm i pretty sure some of these people are schizophrenic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad that I gave it back to Borders. I feel like that proud of me now. I'm, yeah. prou- I'm proud of me for a lot of things right now. One, realizing a flim flammery. Two... Uh, not shortchanging the corporate system, even when I was going through a sticky fingery phase. Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> <laughs> so our first story comes to us from Vice. Recently, a routine criminal court hearing involving several cases conducted over Zoom in St. Joseph County, Michigan, was disrupted when Nathan Saxon logged in to respond to drug paraphernalia charges. It seems Mr. Saxon logged in using an unfortunate screen name, and when the judge noticed it, he called on Mr. Saxon, Mike and I will perform a dramatic reading of the incident. I'll be the judge, and Mike will be Mr. Saxon. You ready, Mike? Do I, do I need lines, or am yeah, I you just... you got lines written down there. In the chat, where are my lines? Professional actor... Mike Weeby. Well, guess what? Actors don't normally use emails. <laughs> we are we 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 tread the boards. We we mm-hmm. we are on stage. We're in this is, you know, I I trained under Sir Patrick Stewart himself. <laughs> and even when we were doing Star Trekery, when we were performing Star Trekery live at the Moscow Ballet, we did not use emails. We workshopped. Mm-hmm. You rehearsed. This is improbery. No, I just want to point out, I texted Mike yesterday telling him he was going to have some lines. I knew that me. I was doing this. I just didn't know I was going to have to have it prepared. <laughs> uh, I feel sorry for so many directors and assistant directors and lighting people that just faced Mike's wrath. He showed up unprepared. I got You know, I, the other thing, too, is you sprung this on me and I have to get in character to begin with. So, yep. you know, uh, like just uh, like, like I need a I need a fucking moment to get it together. OK, let me. I hope you don't, don't even read. Just just find where the lines are. And let me read through it. It'll There's be several movement exercises that we <laughs> like to do mm-hmm. before we get into it. I just need to stretch. Are you doing the sun? Ah. That's right. Uh, this, the whole time, everybody in the production crew. Vocal. That's vocal exercise. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me tell you guys about the theater a little bit. Um, you need to feel like you are in a trusting environment. Now, oh. if we were all in the same room, I would have all of us link pinkies i would all have us all link pinkies and then touch our heads together and quietly whisper commitment but i i, I feel like you, i know you guys aren't trained in the theater but i'm gonna go ahead and, right. and uh pretend that we just did that 
Okay, uh, I'm ready. Okay, you ready? Yeah. So I, I will be the judge, and Mike will be Mr. Saxon. This is going to be good. Okay, so this is me. All right, I'm the judge. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Wait, hold on, hold on. <laughs> what is your What is your name? Yeah, we'll do that one more time. Are you ready? Do you see your lines? No, I know, but I, I want to know. I, I gotta get. I'm trying to get in character here. What is the judge's name? Uh, I didn't write it down. Oh, I can tell you if you want. Okay, now who's not prepared? Now who? Now who? You know? I'll, now I'll who's tell not you the prepared? Judge's, the judge's name. Hold on. It's called taking your craft seriously. Well, when I when I when I am performing a uh, a, a real life character, yes. I am not trying to necessarily mimic them. I am trying to incorporate uh, their nuances and then and filter them in through myself, which I find important to do. And I, I would appreciate if you did the same. Oh, yeah. So I am Judge Jeffrey Middleton. Okay. Is that Jeffrey with a G or a J? It's a J, Jeffrey. Okay. Okay. All right. You ready? I think I'm ready. I'm ready. <clears throat> okay. Good morning, sir. What's your name? Uh, me? Yes. Nathaniel Nathaniel Saxon, sir. Your name's not Buttfucker3000, you yo-ho? Logging into my court with that as your screen name? What kind of idiot logs into court like that? It seems Mr. Saxon logged into court with the screen name Buttfucker3000. He looked horrified and denied typing in the name. Mr. Saxon then explained, Mike, if you would. But, um, gulp. Effer is my iPhone pairing name for my Bluetooth speaker, sir. It's an inside joke. I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. Mr. Saxon was charged with possession of drug paraphernalia after police found a syringe with methamphetamine residue in his truck. He pleaded guilty and was given a $200 fine. Now, something we like to do in the theater is sometimes we like to switch roles in order uh-huh. to understand our own characters more. So I would like to see, I'm going to play the judge okay. and you are going to play Nathan. Okay. Good morning, sir. What is your name? Me? Yes. Nathaniel Saxon, sir. Your name's not Butterfucker 3000 you you who Logging into my court with that as your screen name? What kind of idiot logs into court like that? But, um, Effer is my iPhone parent name for my Bluetooth speaker, sir. Uh, it's an inside joke. I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. You are sentenced to death. <laughs> I added that at the end, and I don't $200. think he... Uh, $200 in time served. Bull, take him away. <laughs> is that your Dude, Harry Anderson yeah, Harry Anderson is. That's the... <laughs> well, no, but I in this scenario, Bull has, has moved on. He's, li- he's working out of Michigan. The heated uh, Manhattan court circuit got to him. Right. He and Marky Post had a falling out, so he... Mm-hmm. Well, he, they, they had... They, is over sex. They had an affair <laughs> under Judge sure. Harry's nose. I will. I will reach out to her. To Marky? Yeah. So our next story comes to us from the Daily Beast. The title of this story is "Inside the War Between a UFO Influencer and Alien Friendly Streaming Company." A lawsuit in Colorado threatens to unravel the world of USO. Let me do that again. God damn it. USO? Bob Hope's involved in this? (laughs) Bob Hope strikes again. A lawsuit in Colorado threatens to unravel the world of UFO conspiracy theorists as it pits Corey Good, a UFO promoter and self-proclaimed deep space traveler, against his former employer, Gaia, a publicly traded streaming platform valued at $200 million and whose videos blend yoga instruction with stories about the deep state and benevolent aliens. Need to need to get on my portfolio. I need to move some things around. Good sued Gaia in 2020, alleging the company was engaged in a massive conspiracy against him. 
In May, Gaia filed a countersuit accusing Good of defamation and trying to sabotage the company. Good claims he was hired as an empath when he was just six years old by a group called the Secret Space Program on a 20-year contract called 20 and Back. And in this program, he met friendly aliens called Blue Avians that came to Earth to, quote, help with planetary ascension. Let's define a term. Of what? Let's define the term empath. I want to make sure I know what this six-year-old was being hired to do. You know, he was he was uh, so in touch with the universe that he mm-hmm. could connect humanity to these blue avian uh, but, uh, friendly uh, empath, aliens. Empath, that doesn't, like, tell me how you're feeling, Kevin. Tell me how you're feeling right now. Just generally, how you're feeling. Annoyed. I'm always annoyed. Okay. I know what it's like to be annoyed. <laughs> I'm an empath too. Wow. So you're a moid? I'm the noid. <laughs> I want to ruin your fucking pizza. Hey, you guys Stomp remember the noid? Let's talk They're, about the noid. Yeah, hey, bring for real, it back. Noid's coming back. Yeah. That's good. I did not. I did. I, I saved that link, but I didn't use that story. I want to fuck your pizza up. Uh, I just want to make sure that in reading this story, I know what this this kid who was being neglected at home and decided to make up a fantasy world that later turned into a lucrative career what he was actually claiming to be when he was six as he, he was, was he was claiming to be an empath ignored no, by his mother and claiming? his father he he was an empath mm-hmm. uh uh hired by the secret space program on a 20-year contract called mm-hmm. 20 and back that's a very real sounding organization between the earth and friendly aliens called blue avians so Good joined Gaia in 2015, uh, which itself shifted from a yoga-centric website to a conspiracy theory-heavy streaming channel. Good also plus one equals two. Good also filed for trademarks on the names Secret Space Program, Twenty and Back, and Blue Avians. Good says he quit after being threatened with a gun and forced to shoot 26 episodes of his show in a week. Two months after Good left, Gaia hired a new UFO enthusiast who said he, too, had been an empath for 20 and back missions for the secret space program, and he met with blue avians. And that's when Good sued. Gaia's countersuit claims that Good posed as a group of disgruntled former Gaia employees... There goes Mark. Mm, there goes Mark. And for the listener, this is the point when Mark has had enough. Is it? Well, what's interesting <laughs> while Mark's gone, uh, you know, this guy claimed that he was forced to to film twenty six episodes at gunpoint. Mm-hmm. All three of us know what that's like. Mm-hmm. We've all been there. And look, mm-hmm. it's it's metaphorical. Mark hasn't actually pulled a gun on us, but we've mm-hmm. all felt the threats. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. We we started this two weeks ago. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. We've been recording this podcast for two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's why it doesn't get any better. It's, <laughs> if we would just take a break, it might get funny. This, this so yeah, so he they 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 accused him of uh, posing as a group of employees in order to attack the company, and they also allege Good accused Gaia's executives of practicing Luciferianism, which is the supposed Satan worshiping cannibal pedophiles. Of the Pizzagate conspiracy theory. Adrenochrome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's how you shoot 26 episodes in a week. Does that make your skin turn blue? Oh, no, that's that's colloidal silver. Same difference. Same difference. That's that's just... They're both, and they're both in uh, sugar-free Red Bull. Attorneys for Good (laughs) and Gaia declined to comment on the story. Well, that was uh, coherent and... uh, cognizant those are words um, so you're telling me uh one nutball is suing some more nutballs and they're involved in the law and they're wasting taxpayer dollars and all this oh no they'll pay for it this is gonna the government will probably make money off of this i think this yeah, they, you gotta pay for it costs well that's ridiculous. good because i want the government to win <laughs> that's, <laughs> See, that's the problem with this is now the government's making money off of uh Nutballs, mm-hmm. nutballery. 
Well, I think it's also what happens when your entire career is based off of an obvious lie. Yeah. That you insist is true. Yeah. It kind of makes it hard for you to claim that other people didn't have the exact same experience you did. That you made up when you were six? Yeah. Like if you were going to make a story about, I don't know, like a raccoon breaking into your house. Wait, what? Nothing. Just <laughs> that would other people could that's not claim. Funny. Exactly. That's not why that's not funny at all. I'm just I have I, video evidence of that happening. It, it looked staged to me. I told you it looked staged. That's all. I, like I can afford CGI. I kept I kept thinking that the raccoon was gonna turn Do you and my gonna wife's be... here. I'll get you want me to her to fucking verify it. Oh yeah, that's a that's a real credible here witness. We go. Yeah. Did the, ra- did, did the raccoon come in the house? Just say, yeah, d- don't give a long-winded thing. Don't, this isn't your time to shine. Did a raccoon break into the house and try to steal food and my pin number? Um, uh, the, the, mm. All right. This now. <laughs> get, get, no. Food. No. Food. There we go. See? Food. But not food. the pin number. Uh-huh. But not the pin number, she said. Have you, and has she been threatened? the video of how you ran the raccoon off? They've seen oh. the video, yeah. Oh, did, yeah. Did they hear how but, you were talking like a Cajun man? I, yeah, they know that. I, I, saw they that. Know I don't I think Brian saw that one. Where the did you the hero that? man, hero Mike, saves the day. I did save the day. I did save yeah. the day. I saved the day from rabies and a bunch of other stuff, too. <laughs> I'm not buying they it. They definitely stole food and maybe his pin number. Yep. No, thank you very much. I appreciate oh, that's it. That's nice. Bye. Bye. Heather, friend friend of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> friend of the podcast. She didn't want me to say her last name. Whatever. Mark's not Mark's not gonna use anything he wasn't a part of, so he's not gonna That's yeah. true. That's true. He's probably gonna this redub is... all of it. Right. He'll do his voices. He'll find a way to Hi, I'm Mark. <laughs> Hi guys. Yeah. It's there actually there is no mark. It's all just <laughs> it's all been just We're a small time. I like to record things. Hey, I just saw his dog's ears poke up there at the bottom of the screen. So I'm I'm interested well, in blue avians. Yeah, I am too. That's the the most interesting thing about this. I think that deserves a conversation. I've got a picture of the blue avians here. And uh, uh, do you have a, a rendering of the blue avians or a picture of the blue? Oh, I've, I've got a rendering. Okay. You know, our, they're so advanced. Our technology. It's could just, never, is uh, it, tell me it's not just a fucking picture from Avatar. It's either a picture from Avatar. It's the very end of the abyss. Let me just drop <laughs> if that it's a in picture here. of the abyss. I might buy it, but yeah, take a look at, uh, at this for the listener. We have been, we have been made privy to a photo from Kevin that we are now looking at. It appears to be a bird creature, similar to uh, one of the creatures from... I've seen one of those guys before. (laughs) Have you? Yeah. You ever go to that club Elysium? (laughs) (laughs) This is just some, you know... Just a fetishist? Is that what this is? Is Pretty much. I mean, this does look like somebody who... This is is somebody who has sex on camera. So I did find... I, I didn't see this before. I did find a... A podcast appearance, I guess it's a talk show appearance of Corey Good mm. on from uh, eleven seventeen twenty on the Jenny McCarthy show. Mm. Noted, noted empath Corey Good. Well, is twenty and back refer to how long they're gone? You leave for no, twenty it, years he, and you return. It a, it's a twenty twenty year contract. So he signed it at six, and then he worked for secret the secret space program until he was twenty six. And that's a binding contract because you have a capacity to sign contracts at the age of six. Right. So if, if you're an empath. So he wasn't, he didn't actually go to deep space for 20 years. He just was under contract for 20 years. Well, he went back and forth. It looks like the blue avian baby is doing like a uh, pussy gun fingers. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Is that the first thing that comes up if you Google blue avian? It's all a lot of craziness, but this was my favorite picture it looked a little look, little, little avatar, a little bit Groot, a little bit chicken. Surely there is a blue-colored <laughs> fleshlight called the blue avian oh, yeah. that you can get right now. Yeah. It's, it looks like a beak, but it just happens to be soft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess there are soft-beaked people. Trading in on avatar. <laughs> mm-hmm. did the, seriously, though, did, this, did, did the fucking... Did, the, did he out the blue avians after the movie Avatar? Uh, I have trouble finding, like much of his history before before 2015 so i'm not a hundred percent sure when he started you know being the alien guy exactly but he was on jenny mccarthy so he must be legit right right 
Did he also get autism from vaccines? Is that you know who was also the- on Jenny McCarthy? Jim Carrey. Whoa! Hey, <laughs> Come on, Mike. Wow. Come on, Mike. I thought they were married. Uh, either way, I bet they had sex. <laughs> I bet you're right. That's why you went to det- detective school. Mm-hmm. I am excited about the UFO stuff that's supposed to get released next month. Oh, yeah. man. Me too. You know, the government's going to talk about a lot of that. A lot of naval. And we've talked about it here, but it's it's things keep coming out every single week. Uh, Brian keeps refusing to talk about his experiences with UFOs in the Navy, which is nothing to talk about. Really not cool. I, I feel like not only as a journalist, but also as a friend, you would open <laughs> up with some of that stuff mm-hmm. and feel comfortable and in a safe enough space. If I feel safe enough to perform, if I open yeah. myself up, if I make myself vulnerable enough to act, I feel like you could just give a hint about what we're going to find out in a week or two. And I guess two weeks. Was, if there was anything I had to share, Mike, I, I, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hold back from sharing that information. Would you? Would it be illegal if you did share it? You can. You can say that. <laughs> I mean, I can. I can conceive of a situation where it would be illegal for me to share information like that. Hmm. But I'm not. Can you confirm or deny that you have information like that that you would share? I can deny that I have information like that. <laughs> oh, so you're denying that you... Okay, okay. To yes. deny means to not tell the truth. <laughs> that is not what deny means. That's exactly what it means. It's like when a kid, when you catch a kid, like, stealing a cookie, and you're like, do you have it? He's like, I deny eating that cookie. But, you you know, his face is full of chocolate. His hands are full of crumbs and chocolate. Mm-hmm. His breath smells of chocolate. Right. You, sir... Look like you just ran out of ran out of a bakery right now. <laughs> just covered in chocolate and crumbs right now. Mm-hmm. Saying I didn't eat a cookie. You look like you just fucked Mrs. Keebler. <laughs> <laughs> Whether you tell us or not, I'm excited. I, I don't, you know, I'm excited for what's going to get released. I think it'll probably be some more classic gray behavior, some gray stuff, or some just like look at. A, I think that honestly. I think they're priming the pump for um, the world to know about aliens. I think I think they're slowly getting us ready for it. And it started with uh, movies like E.T., Close Encounters of the Third Kind, TV shows like ALF. ALF gets you soft to aliens. <laughs> now they're going to release this UFO footage. And then five or six years, they're going to wheel out some kind of some kind of weirdo little guy. Back in me, too. Yeah, yeah, very Mac and me kind of situation. Aren't you describing the Arthur C. Clarke story? Childhood's end? Well, in childhood end, in childhood's end, I believe, uh, aren't they all like demon looking creatures? Yeah, they're all demon looking, but they're all like, well, you're not ready to see us yet. And they, you know, slowly over the course of, I don't remember, like 25 years or something, like soften everyone's perspective until they can't come out looking like demons. Exactly how we got to the the McRib, you know, <laughs> McDonald's did a slow series of, you know, boneless foods, McChicken, Big Mac, Bigger Mac. They introduced Grimace. They slowly <laughs> took Grimace out of the spotlight. And the next thing you know, you've got McRib. It's 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 all part of a plan. So, I just don't know exactly how long it's going to take. Is Grimace one step away from the McRib? So Grimace only existed then to to make the the idea of the McRib a little more palatable to the consumer. Exactly. No, Grimace exactly. was originally evil and had six arms. He was he was kind of blobbier in his initial yeah. inception. Yeah, I thought we thought he was supposed to be a, a shake, a formless shake without a cup. I thought he was I a mean, gumdrop, a giant, dim-witted, violent gumdrop. I bet he was pretty violent. Oh, for sure, oh, he, he was d- violent. He smashed the shit out of some fry guys. Oh, just yeah. like walked over. He towered above them. Mm-hmm. Right. Ah, so he's into shakes. Yeah, that was his deal. He likes shakes, I yeah. guess. He'd steal shakes. He's the monster who stole shakes. And then he became a good guy because, you know. He had his burger stolen by the hamburger and realized for the first time through empathy mm. what it felt like to have your thing stolen. So maybe Grimace, Grimace was the original an, impact. The original Whoa. impact. The first signer of a 20 and back contract. (laughs) (laughs) 
Even by the 1980s, evidence of Grimace's complicated history lurked in the outdoor playgrounds attached to certain McDonald's restaurants. I definitely remember when I was a kid seeing like the monster Grimace and being like, but Grimace isn't evil and he doesn't have all those arms. I don't remember that. I, I, I'm really not buying it. I still think that that's a hatchet job. Read Howard Zinn. <laughs> Read Howard Zinn. Those playgrounds were a lot of fun, though. Do you remember? I always remember the... Uh, a lot of fun. The... Uh, <laughs> The hamburger. I think it was. I think it was the hamburger one that was. There, there seemed to be several that had. You climbed up from the bottom, and then there was like a, an observation deck that was shaped like a burger on top. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'd like to have a. I got laid for the first time in there. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> Wait, how old were you? I was forty. Is my wedding night. <laughs> <laughs> Special night, special night, because that was also that was the the first time you had sex, I think, right? Well, that's why legal. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, I don't break the laws of God. Mm-hmm. You guys know that. You're always talking about God law. That's I'm a lawyer in God law. So is is God law one word or, or two? It's two. If it's a last name, it's just one. God law, like Billy God law. The guy from Columbus who does all those commercials. So I'm a, I'm I'm a lawyer in celestial law. God law is sort of very layman term, but I I do celestial <laughs> law. Kevin has some lawyering skills in other directions. Some of you got whatever. I I I do celestial law. Uh-huh. If you if you have a question, I will uh I can I can answer whatever if that's necessary if it comes up or if you have a question right now. So when you say celestial, do you mean you mean having to do with with space or having no, to no, do with, with angels, with uh, uh, the afterlife, with um, good versus evil? Okay, on so a, on not- a, on a on an infinitesimal scale. So you could not represent a blue avian. Well, I don't think they're real. They they're not real. <laughs> right. He has some some standards and some ethics. You can't just say you're a celestial lawyer and not walk the wall. Yeah, I don't right? I don't I don't represent things that are made up like uh you know fucking goblins or gluten allergies. I can't do anything <laughs> like that. I can represent angels, I can represent demons, I can represent you if you were in front of the pearly gates. And by pearly gates that's uh that is slang for the kingdom of heaven. Oh so if I was denied entry you would be my first call. I, I would, yes, I would <laughs> there... definitely. I would get a whole. I mean, you you would want legal representation, and I think that I would be a strong choice. Is there a urinal somewhere near the pearly gates where there's a picture of you and your phone number? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not a phone number. It's it's a sort of you you sort of like a it's a celestial cell phone, and you know what that is? It's just praying. It's just praying. So I pray to Mike. I like I like to I like to call God on my celestial cell phone, but really, it's just me kneeling down in front of my bed with my hands clasped and my elbows on the bed. It's me making me making a little phone call. Mm-hmm. So our next story comes to us from the Washington Post. The Wapo. Wapo. In mid-May, a student was seen with a backpack, a painting under one arm. And a skateboard under the other, wandering cool. the halls of American Senior High School in Miami-Dade County. That's in Florida. Mm. Yes. Hanging Chad was his name. Well, she. She was distributing flyers. <sighs> what kind of skateboard was it? It didn't yeah, say. I couldn't find a picture of it. Pal Peralta? Right, pal. I yeah. hope so. She had, she had a, a, a Nash, the doctor. Oh. oh yeah. Copers, this- lappers. Tail guard, nose guard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rails. Yeah. Can you still get an H Street board, Mike? Do you think? I don't know. They're making new decks with new pros, but you can get like reissues. But they they don't exist in any current format, do they? No, it's all like, like throwback kind of okay. stuff. She was distributing flyers with her social media handle to the other students. Eight and a half by 11, or do you think they were just... I bet they were eight and a half by 11. Okay. She, it's like she full sheets, like, like notebook, notebook paper sized flyers yeah she doesn't seem like a uh from, from this story doesn't seem like an overachiever is that is that a knock on people with skateboards yeah oh whoa <laughs> that seems yeah just because it's not like a team sport and maybe somebody's not down with the raw raw bullshit yeah. <laughs> don't think that there's no creativity and no athleticism no artistry involved in that 
Mm-hmm. A lot of dedication involved. Your bias, your jock bias out of this a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry that she probably didn't have a coach blowing whistles at her while she was skating. Yeah. I guess that doesn't make it real to you. No, so she shaved the side <laughs> of her head. It's not a big deal. Guess yeah, what? Get over it. Girls can get haircuts any way they want to, too, <laughs> Kevin. Jeez. So I, I just have one question for you guys. Which which of the Bones Brigades was the best Bones Brigade? Uh, Are you talking about the which group was the best or which member was which, the best? Or which movie? I think you're probably which referencing movie? the movie. Yes, the movie. The third one. Search for Animal Chin? Is yeah. that what you're saying, Brian? Yes. You're arguing Search for Animal Chin over Ban This. Yes. Which I would... I would, uh, you know, they both do different things uh, for different people. Uh, I the skating you know is what? better in band. This I will, I will yes, acknowledge that. But, but after yeah. the fact, you know what? I think I maybe would have argued against you, but now I actually, I think I agree. I think as setting a precedent and a tone of what skateboarding sort of defines what skateboarding would look like. Search for Animal Chin probably is one of the great right. all-time skate films. It became available in VHS rental places right next to Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It was one of the only things like you it's only you could find, right? Yeah. I think um shit, what was the second one called? Public domain was was future well primitive. after future primitive. Public um, domain. This is gonna be fascinating to a lot of people. Uh, well, God, you know it, it is to the cool people. <laughs> yeah. To the cool people, it's fascinating. Yeah. To some squares who are into mm-hmm. to football and Air Jordans and uh, sit around, you know, screaming at the TV when somebody doesn't kick a field goal. Right. Yeah. Maybe it's not that interesting, <laughs> but to cool people that have ripped off sleeves and Iron Maiden t shirts on, it's fucking awesome. Kevin. Kevin. What? You know, it does, you, you don't have to coach you don't have Kevin. To a team for it to be a sport. You exactly. Know? It's that mentality that's keeping our country divided and getting getting mm-hmm. people so focused on, uh, you know, blue avians versus grades and all the bullshit. Let's just continue with the story. Let's continue the story. I'm getting I'm getting heated. This is okay, not, but, not so easy to deal with right now, Kevin. Mm-mm. So it turns out that the person wasn't a student there or even a teenager. Instead, it was a 28 year old woman who hatched a plot. To gain more Instagram followers. School security and administration became suspicious of the woman, and when they approached her, she eventually fled the school. But authorities were able to track her down since she handed out so many flyers with her Instagram handle. You know, this, Mike, this sounds like somebody that maybe belonged on the last episode or the episode of a couple weeks ago, Heroes Week, because this sounds like a real hero to me. Yeah. Even when police arrived at her home, the woman continued posting to her Instagram story saying, quote, I legit have, I don't know how many cops outside right now of my house. I'm not going outside at all. And that is, that is a quote, correct, Kevin? Yes, that, is not your, that is not your terrible I legit grammar. Have, that is... I don't know how many cops outside right, right now of my house. And that's something somebody wrote. Well, I will say as a frequent uh, typo maker. <laughs> no, she. this was her Instagram story. This is what she said. Oh, she said that out loud. Well, yeah. I, I speak in perfect diction, so now I can't, I can't help her out <laughs> on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I make typos when I'm writing sometimes because I have uh, phlebitis on some of my fingers. <laughs> but I, no, I speak like a, I speak like a John Houseman. It's like you're a young Spencer Tracy. Yes. So what I'm hearing you say is an alcoholic degenerate <laughs> who cheats on every woman that ever falls in love with them. An Irish bastard, but a goddamn good actor and a real ambassador for the Irish people, I think. Mm-hmm. I need to know more about the brand of this woman. Was she doing this? Is she is she a skateboarder? Like if she's a 28 year old skateboarder doing this hats off, if she's if she's appropriating bones brigade culture then that's that's mm-hmm. cultural appropriation and i would like to see her dropped off well, a vert ramp with no pads on students who mm. looked at the woman's instagram feed said there were several videos of her wearing a devil's mask and one student that's described cool. them as creepy well, that's cool yeah, a bunch of nerds yeah what do they know yeah the woman was arrested for felony trespassing, misdemeanor interfering with the school, and resisting arrest without violence. She pleaded not guilty 
and her bond was set at $2,000. The story didn't say whether she was ultimately released on bail. Does she put out any thirst traps? Well, it's interesting that you said that because she did she did reportedly while the judge and prosecutor discussed her case, she would nod really big when they would argue, you know, things like she needs to be locked up. Uh-huh. And her attorney, to the point where her attorney made her stop. And then later on, after her bond was set, her attorney told her explicitly, if somebody puts a camera in front of your face, don't talk to them. <laughs> That's why I don't like lawyers. They're jealous. Uh, that's why I don't like my lawyers. They're jealous. They do not like seeing me or their clients get attention from a camera. They, they always want to be in front of the camera. And that's why lawyers are always like, don't talk, don't say anything, don't do anything. Cause they do. They are perpetual thunder thieves. They love to steal thunder. And so I, I, I'll be the first to tell anyone listening. If you get arrested for anything, if any can't, you spill your guts. If you know a good monologue, go right into it. And you just talk and talk and talk and talk. And at some point, the cops will be like, Ugh, I can't even listen to this no more. So, and, li- and listen, this is coming from a celestial lawyer telling you the, the literal God's honest truth. Literally the God's honest truth. They say confession's good for the soul, right, Mike? That is correct. And you do not need to go to a priest. You have Instagram. Mm -hmm. You have Facebook. You have Twitter. You have TikTok. So I have a picture over here. She doesn't look like a skater exactly. Well, what is a skater supposed to look like, Kevin? She looks like a skater. She's got tattoos. She's got a a portrait on her arm, I think. Don't you think? Yeah. Somebody's face. It's like a portrait of a blue avian, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> hey, you used a term that I'm not familiar with, Mike, and it's probably because of my unfamiliarity with certain things online. You said, I believe the term you used was thirst trap. Is that correct? Oh, Am you I never saying heard that right? thirst trap before. I've never heard that term. Thirst trap. Well, that just means uh, when, they, when, you, when somebody mm-hmm. is uh, horny, I guess would be the word from your, your young, the old person generation that you're from. Right. Um, but when I was watching Cheers last out, night, there were some really funny jokes predicated on somebody being horny. Yes. Well, now they call it being thirsty when you're you're uh, thirsty for. So uh, sometimes uh, men and women on in, on social media on Instagram will put out pictures of themselves that are revealing or as revealing as they can be, and mm-hmm. it's an attempt to get people to, you know, follow them or to be attracted to them. And they call those thirst traps. And as a resident young guy here, I can, I can tell you guys anything you need to know about youth culture because I'm a part of it. Well, she had it figured out when she had that skateboard and and painting on her arm at the school. So she also really understands what the kids are up to. That's what you got to do. Um, that's what you got to do to get those get those likes up, you know? Like, I mean, it's a grassroots. It's a grassroots work on a social media campaign. And you got, you, you know, ABC, always be contenting is what I've always said. <laughs> always be contenting. And I think she's doing the right thing as a, uh, as somebody who has worked a lot in social media. I applaud her. I think she's making all the right moves. I, in, the, in the picture we just saw, she was uh, at her arraignment or trial, and she was wearing all orange, uh, an orange jumpsuit, uh, probably issued to her by the prison or the, the jail or whatever. My only advice with her is, uh, uh, you know, maybe rip, rip, rip that front, show a little cleave. What happens? What happens if, uh, if, if before you walk in for that arraignment? Uh, You've kind of worn out the elastic on those on those uh, prison drawers, and they right. fall off halfway through while you're doing that. That I mean, honestly, that's my that's the only advice as a as a influencer slash celestial lawyer I would ever tell her. Also, get right with God. <laughs> well, I mean that that goes without saying. I mean that's part of your creed. I think that you. No, uh, I don't really like that. I don't like creed so much. I like Alter Bridge. I like the band Alter Bridge. And I like Scott Stapp's solo stuff, but I don't like I don't like Creed so much. Mm-hmm. 
a little too secular for your taste? A little bit. It it little yeah. bit. I think they were dabbling a little bit uh too close to what I call heathen heathen tastes. Do you think that the no, international is this, a, is this a celestial law question or is this an influencer question? Because I, you know what, I think it's both. I think okay. it counts as both. I think I think. Well, I think it's gonna look it's gonna look crazy, but I'm gonna try and wear two hats at once. Okay, <laughs> don't laugh do at me. I'm pretty sure you can pull this off. Has has have we as a a podcast that's largely available um, in an online format? Although I I think we're talking about cassette tapes, but maybe not. Um, are we have we considered setting our own thirst traps? Well, I mean, I mean, obviously, I don't have sleeves on right now, mm-hmm. and it's not obvious to the listeners. So it's, I'm glad you I think they that can out. tell. I think they can tell by my tone of voice. It definitely comes through in your voice. I think a lot of our our listeners are also empaths, and they can tell that. Uh, the two of you are, are kind of reacting to that, that there's a tone in your voices that you're reacting to that. Cause I, I admittedly, I do not wear, I normally wear sleeves most of the time. Normally I'm not showing these, these guys off. And uh, you know, like I've got ink, the ink's sick. Have you normally seen Brian, your new tattoo? He's seen it. I think, right. You've seen yeah, I've it. I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was intimidated then and I, and I'm intimidated now, Mike. Yeah, so uh, thirst trap. You know, I it's not a card that I want to play. It's not. You know, we're a legitimate news service, and yes, there are attractive news anchors. Yes, I am one of them. No, I don't want to play that card too hard. You know, I mean, you know, whatever sweeps week. If we get into sweeps week, uh, sweeps week. You know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We'll see what the numbers are doing. But as for because let's be honest. The news business is a business. That's that's profound. Now, now I feel like we're getting into the celestial lawyer stuff. I mean, yes, absolutely, because that's where we're, you're getting into ethical stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you can put out a thirst trap that is so thirsty that guess who needs a drink of water? His name's Satan, and <laughs> you are showing him what he's missing out on. Satan sure does work in mysterious ways, right, Mike? Yep. Unless, well, I mean, I'm I've been in celestial law for a while, so they're a little bit more obvious to me. But mm. yes, he All tries right. to be mysterious. I call him on it. He tries to be mysterious. I take him. To, I literally take him to court. <laughs> Our last story comes to us from the Register, which is a, a UK electronics blog. I'll probably what? get in trouble for saying that. Well, it's it's existed since 1994. I think it used to be a magazine. And then they've since gone fully online. Are you sure it's not the registrar? That's a excellent oh, it question. Is England. I'm sorry. It's because I'm getting called in there weekly because my parents have not been paying my ACC community college bill. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's from the registrar. Is that better? Are you happy now? I, I didn't ask for that. That was entirely <laughs> self imposed. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate it, but. I'm glad you feel comfortable enough to perform. I hope we. I, I. I. I like to try and create a safe space in here. We are merely players performing, <laughs> performing different roles. Sometimes the role of is a lead, and sometimes the role is a supporting cast member. But yay, nay, hey. Nonetheless, we all. Must meet our marks, say our lines, do our body blocking movement, and retire in our own time. William Shakespeare, William Shakespeare, The Tempest. The Tempest, Tempest? William Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. That was Macrucian in The Tempest. Ah, ah. I don't know where it's from. All I know is it was beautiful. Thank you. I'm I'm a hard time not crying right now. Thank Thank you you for that, Mike. Thank you. (laughs) It might be that I've... You're welcome. I mean, I didn't mean to say thank you. I meant to say you're welcome. I'm going to leave the old empath factory. I don't always always turn it off when I get home, so maybe that's part of the problem. Have you signed any contracts recently, Brian? Well, sure. Uh, 20 and something, but it seemed like a good deal. You know, they put stuff in front of you. You sign off on it. No big deal. But I was more focused on the beautiful bird-like features of the person handing me the contract 
and the yeah. the strange hand signal they were making as they passed it a, along the table. That's what really got me. Interested. Twenty and back. That's the one where they research your uh, your extraterrestrial DNA, right? That's right. I've got a little bit of gray, but mostly blue <laughs> avian. <laughs> That's right. So our last story comes to us from the register. So when a retired auditor living in Spain lost the tip of his index finger in a recent industrial accident, he decided to keep it preserved in alcohol in case insurance gave him any trouble. Hmm. Two weeks later, however, the man got curious about something. He wondered if his severed fingertip still unlocked his phone. So he fished his fingertip out of the alcohol, dried it off, and pressed it against his phone screen. And it worked. So he did what anyone would do in the situation and contacted the press, where he repeatedly demonstrated the severed fingertip could unlock his phone. The man said his wife wanted him to bury the fingertip, but he explained that as a former auditor, he knew that insurance companies can turn nasty since they never want to pay out, and the fingertip will be important evidence if he has to take them to court. Samsung, the manufacturer of the man's phone, did not respond to a request for comment. So he didn't think that his finger missing a tip would be sufficient evidence that he lost part of his finger. He felt like he needed to keep the tip. This is somebody who cut his own finger off. Can, yeah. we, can we get past that right now? No, we know no, that that's it, what it happened. Was, it was cut off by a crane in some kind of industrial accident. I'm sure that's what he reported. I'm sure that's what he said yeah, when he's tried he it. When he's, that. You know what this sounds like? Yakuza. Oh, oh. well, that's this is that Yakuza. It's a clever and interesting take. Not but if you, you do something really fucked up. Believe me, I know. But now we can go. Now we can go into court, and they'll go. You can't prove this is your fingertip, and he'll go. Is me phone? Is me fingertip? And then he'll push the fingertip against the phone, and it'll unlock. Do either of you have those phones that that open up with your fingertip? I used to. Now mine opens up with my face. Yeah, I don't okay. use those features. Yeah, I don't do that. Well, I guess I guess what I'm wondering is I used to have a one and I never tried it, but I would I it would be interesting to know because it reads like your uh it reads your skin, right? It just like reads your Yeah, it reads I, the I'm just wondering if you could do that with your penis. Would there be a possibility you could oh. just stick your penis on there and run it over it a couple times? And I am incredibly interested to find out. Now, I'm really concerned because are you suggesting that you're worried about the tip of your penis getting cut off? Well, yes. I mean, it's a, a fairly regular source of worry, I think, for a lot of a lot of us. Well, why don't you try to set it with your penis? Like, just set it initially. As, Not on camera. We don't need to see that. No, no I don't like, want to show it happening, but it would be interesting if it if it could. I, I think... I think maybe we need a, a special report. That's you can done and done, done <laughs> and done. Next week, I will I will be able to report on this. Um, this is a very penis centric episode. I can feel you like. record it and we is can it? put it on the Patreon? I think There's... penises have come up quite a bit <laughs> this they? week. That's, can you do like an audio do, recording <laughs> going through the experiment, <laughs> much like somebody maybe narrating <laughs> This American Life? And you, you know, and then we'll put that on the Patreon. Well, I mean, that's how Ira Glass got famous. I, Putting his penis on things. Yeah. I hear more Andy Rooney talking about the penis <laughs> unlocking the phone, to tell you the truth. That's horrible. Did you know you can use your penis to unlock your phone? <laughs> and that's what they want us to do now? <laughs> well, my penis is shriveled. Sometimes it's wrapped up in my body. What if I need to call someone? What if my penis accidentally unlocks somebody else's phone? I just want to point out that Andy Rooney has been dead for 10 years. We're really. <laughs> do you think his penis will still unlock his phone? Yeah, do you think his penis will still unlock oh, his I phone? I bet it would. It's, but it would. There's, only, there's only one way to find out. We just need dig to dig it. up the grave. You know, that is a classic move, though, of like, you know, it's like uh, James Bond style. You can't get into a secret door with, you know, because you need a retinal scan. You got to go fucking kill a villain, rip out his eyeball, hold it up to the thing. It's classic, great. classic style. You're getting you're locked in a in a room. It's filling with gas and it's got uh, a bulletproof 
glass he can't get out. Ooh, there's a bad guy. He's got a diamond in his mouth. You got to fucking rub his face up against the thing to cut a hole in the glass. Is that Remo Williams? Yeah, um, that is, Re- is it? Remo Williams. Yeah. The adventure yeah. begins. Just to get back to the story briefly, Kevin. Yes. Are we are we supposed to be surprised that his fingertips still unlocked his phone? Because yeah. Of course it did. Like I I mostly deal in uh celestial law. So I don't know what he's thinking with this insurance thing. Have I you mean, ever dealt with insurance? They're assholes. That's true. That is true. I, honestly, this does sound like something, penises aside, this does sound like something, uh, which is the name of a, a musical I was once in. <laughs> penises aside, we're going to laugh and glide. We're going to do it all tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very ribald sort of take. Well, what was your character's name? What was that again? Clive. <laughs> that has been the end of the podcast, right? <laughs> thanks for so. thanks for listening to the International News Service. <laughs> Find us across social media at International News Pod, and uh, email us at Gmail. Uh, email us. At internationalnewspod at gmail.com. Uh, by the time this comes out, we should have a t-shirt available. Uh, find it on social media because I don't have that information posted. And check us out on Patreon where we have uh, new levels. Yeah. And, uh, you want a dollar dance? Come on to our Patreon. Yeah. And- I'll send you the script to the musical Penises Aside. <laughs> and I'll perform I'll perform one of the numbers uh, from Penises Aside. <laughs> I can just see the posters. There has to be be somebody like... (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of shrugging. Shrugging and mugging. Right. (laughs) Can you believe we did this? Yeah. (laughs) They went there. (laughs) 